Welcome to the Serious Social Podcast, created by the straight-talking social media experts at Immediate Future. Everything you need to know about technology marketing is in our new Technology CMO Outlook report. In this week's podcast, CJ speaks to Graham Stoker from Nutanix about all the insights. Good morning. Welcome along to Serious Social Live. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am super excited to be talking about um, a new report we've got out. You may have seen we had a new report launched last week. It's the uh, Technology CMO Outlook Report. It's a free-to-download report. It's called the Outlook Report because we went to 29 of the brightest and smartest minds in technology uh, and asked their opinions on uh, the landscape, what was happening, how they were overcoming challenges, but more importantly, how they were smashing it right now. And we thought, given what's been going on with the pandemic, we should get that into a report, make it freely available to you all so you can all learn and mirror some of the things they're doing. Whether it's you just need a a document to give you the thumbs up that everything you're doing aligns with best practice, or whether you need some insight into how some of the uh, biggest and and more creative brands out there are driving incremental success right now. I'm chuffed to say we're joined this morning by one of our authors, the brilliant um, Graham Stoker. Good morning, Graham. Uh, Graham is the Integrated CX Senior Campaigns Manager at Nutanix, so somebody that uh, the agency has known for um, a, a very long time and indeed worked with in the past at his, uh, his former employer. So, Graham, thank you so much for joining us um, this morning to talk about the report. My pleasure. You joined 28 other tech marketing heads helping us write the CMO Outlook report. I should say, if anyone wants to um, to download it, I'll put the ticker tape at the bottom. But the easiest thing to do, hop on over to the Immediate Future website, click on the, uh, the resources tab, and it's the very top report to download. Uh, but Graham, you joined 20 other, 28 other uh, marketing leads in helping us write the report. What have been your takeaways so far? Um, well, I think the first thing to say is probably it's a bloody good timing to get a barometer from marketeers. We, the, the royal we, have all had to probably find and flex a, a new marketing muscle. Um, and we're probably still learning what that feels like and how how to execute it. And I think the report absolutely um, reflects that. But for me, the three... For, you know, three being that marketing magic number, the three that jumped out at me when I read the report um, seemed to be the, the common view around um, events that can't be physical that now need to be virtual or virtually delivered um, often now need to have a bit of a boutique flavour to them. Um, kind of theatre almost to the point of elements of kind of circus should be, should be um, so, sewn in. Um, and, I, and, it, and I'll probably touch on that in a few minutes' time. Um, I love the comment in there from one of the contributors around, for webinar's sake, which I read as um, everyone used webinars um, by default, but then it became um, a, a challenging media, um, especially from the way the customers initially kind of um, – kind of leant forward and then very quickly said, hey, I've got fatigue here. Uh, you know, you're bombarding me, guys. 
um, and actually how that then pivoted to B2B, um, the report suggesting that B2B very much then thought, okay, let's look, think, let's do this through the eyes of ABM, or at the very least ABM light as a second one. And then I think the third one was the tech um, or technology, not just in terms of things like MarTech, I think actually, I mean, IT, how IT actually help companies um, all, in all industries um, either cope or actually in some cases, I'd say evolve and become be better as a result of information, or sorry, ICT, I should say. Um, and, and I think that, that really kicked in uh that really kicked in with with all the challenges that we saw last year um and maybe now um have set a bit of a new norm the report for the benefit of people who's not had a chance to download it yet it surfaces five trends across technology and graham we saw pretty much every participant uh, in all their interviews seem to call out data um data insights and personalization as two important elements. From your perspective, why why are they key right now? Why why are they important for marketers? Yeah, I mean they're they're not new. I think that the the the, the environment that we hit as B2B marketers just really folk kind of puts what's the word shun a spot spotlight on them. Um, my 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 attitude as a campaign marketer and, and this, this seems to be supported by some of the literature I've been reading recently. I've got one I'm still working my way through called The Experience Economy by Joseph Pine and James Gilmore. Um, and then there's another one over there around Chief Customer Officer 2.0, brilliant name. It, they, 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 I think pe people really crave moments of delight and surprise. What we do as consumers, guess what customers do as B2B, uh, you know, um, followers of your brand or, or portfolio buyers or potential for, um, you know, renewal or adoption of your technology. They want the same smiley moment that we crave. Um, and I think last year really helped demonstrate that you know, you got to, you got to, you got to get your thinking cap on on how to, how to answer that exam question. Um, data, and therefore personalization, um, you know, were were kind of key to to to, to tackling that. I think, um, and there were some fantastic examples in the report, and out there on, you know, out there in the ether that that we all saw last year of clear, clearly very very bright marketeers you know flexing that new muscle and doing things that hadn't been done before and the report is interesting because it talks to the fact that um, some of them were, were a little were, were a little um, rusty around the edges because we were having we as marketers were having to move so so fast um, but it was a quite an exciting time to um, yeah to, uh, to to try new things and experiment. It's a really interesting point that COVID was almost a leveling, leveling of the playing field, wasn't it? And giving people confidence to go and try something, knowing that it might not necessarily be fully refined and fully polished as an exactly. outcome. And that, that's got to give marketers confidence to keep and innovating and building and refining, hasn't it? One of one of my one of my good friends and colleagues from old, 
has a lovely strap line, which is, and he says, the thing is, he says it every year, it's a great time to be in marketing, and he will know who he is. Um, and, and, and it's funny because he says it every year, and I think, well, hang on, is, is it actually, has it been a great time to be in marketing for every one of the last 10 years you've been saying that line? Um, aside from the fact he's a very positive chap, I get it now, maybe a few years on. I suppose he's re reflecting on the fact that every year brings a new, a, new, um, a new tool, a new challenge, a new way of looking at the existing challenge, new MarTech that assists us. Um, and, 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 and that's in many ways the, 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 the romance, I think, that we have with, with our industry. Let's talk quality versus quantity. So we, as an agency, we, we do get brands coming to us with a kind of premeditated view of what they need for, for social media. We'll literally get companies come to us and say, can you quote me on creating me 20 posts in social a month? But they won't necessarily know what that content is, or what those moments, but they've decided what an outcome is going to be. In your mind, when it comes to good content marketing, is quality the priority or is quantity needed? What a question. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on a particular trajectory at the moment, um, and it sounds very cheesy, but bear with me because I'll make, make it, a, I'll make it less um, theatrical. I think it's about the Q and MQL. Um, you're not you're not about to turn off the tap of of you know the traditional funnel that we all got taught at sim and you know college and university etc um the q and mql for me is more or better explained by the concept of what i call bread breadcrumb trail um was it hanston gretel i can't remember but one one of those one of those talk to you know not making sure that you know the path you've walked. Well, think of that from the customer's perspective. As marketeers, if we have an ever-increasing better view through good martech of the, the pathway customers and prospects have walked versus the one thing they just did, um, that, that's a good thing. No one would ever deny that. So if you, if you take the concept of breadcrumb trail and the QNMQL forward just one step further. I, I can see a place where we're moving to where, and I, I use a little Sherlock Holmes analogy, you know, Holmes never turned up and said, I've decided who did it. And it's because of this one piece of evidence. Um, you know, that doesn't happen in any of those um, brilliant stories. He, he like Poirot and uh, Agatha Christie and all the others, Who's the other one I really like? Jonathan Creek. They're cleverly watching all the breadcrumbs and they're turning up with a case file of evidence. And I think that's a really exciting future state for marketing and set the sales relationship. We're always trying to become closer. We're always trying to understand each other better. And I, I have no doubt that through MarTech, data, segmentation, personalization, Experience, you know, amazing experience that delight and surprise. There'll be more breadcrumb, there'll be better MarTech to present it, and there'll be case files of, of evidence of journey that will make for fantastic engagement between the marketing and sales um, you know, communities. 
and that's and, and that's that's quite an exciting thing about where we're headed. I love that we at IF we talk a lot about the importance of nudge nurturing and an audience in content sets and. I think we've we've said on Serious Social Live a number of times. I mean, LinkedIn LinkedIn themselves are now advocating that you need five to nine touch points to actually drive meaningful conversion, which just adds credence to this sort of be more Sherlock philosophy and creating, more Sherlock. Dossi- yeah, like creating dossiers for uh, for your right. your customers. Um, I suspect we'll we'll see that as a quote for you. Um, I can see some comments coming through to that effect or, already. Um, I love this. When we were talking during your interview, and for the benefit of people watching, this was, pulling this report together, um, we were blessed with the contributors giving us really valuable time. But the the co-producers ourselves at at Immediate Future and Copy House, literally thousands of hours was spent pulling this together. Hundreds of hours was spent doing the interviews. And in your initial interview, you referenced um, the adventurer, Ed Stafford, and a, a quote that he makes, learn to accept your environment and you can thrive. I, what did you mean by that? And how, how did you use it as inspiration yeah. for your marketing? Yeah. And, and apologies to Ed, not that I know him personally, but if I didn't get his, his, his quote completely right, I, I, I'm sure I got the sentiment. Ed, Ed Staff, if anyone doesn't know, he's a, he's a bit of a dude. Um, he is uh, one of these people that puts themselves in situations that ne- people have never done before so he walked yeah i still can't actually believe he did it he walked from the source of the amazon to its you know its tributary delta on the other side of the americas um i think it took him something like approaching three years he allowed nine months or something um he put himself on an island stark at the word naked no, no water no knife no clothes no sun cream uh, no no linkedin Right. Um, and survived and then thrived for three months. And, and he used this phrase about or he, he talked to this, this, this idea that you, you've got to you've got to look at the environment, however much it has changed. And uh, you, you certainly can't fight it. And, 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 and in many ways, the more you embrace it, the more you um, connect with it. And, and it becomes more part of you and the way you think. Um, and, and he he really um, you know you know mastered that. You know anyone that knows him now, I'm pretty big on Star Wars. So I, you know he, he's he's kind of Jedi it basically. Um, and I think as a marketer, going back to like the original last year and the, your your amazing report, I, I I personally felt like last year was like taking taking the hat off that I'd been wearing for a while. And putting a slightly different hat, on, you know, wearing it slightly different as well. Um, so I think you know those those two kind of random stories kind of go together. I also think, and I mentioned this earlier, last year was an exciting in what I call per- permission to experiment. And I think you know some of the best companies out there, B two B, have recognised that to give their teams um, you know continued grace. To experiment and to try and see what some of the newer techniques of engaging customers um, and you know coaching them towards um, opportunities to engage on you know, product or service discussions. That's just such a healthy environment to be in. Unlike 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 Ed on the island or walking the Amazon. 
he definitely had the tougher environment to thrive within, to be fair, didn't he? Um, so the free to download yeah. report has more than 50 pages um, of insight, which some people would think it is a lot. But again, we wanted to create this big reference tool that people could constantly be coming back to. I know you've been particularly busy in the past week, but has there been a trend or a piece of insight that really piqued your interest? Um, yeah, there was there was a piece within the report that um, I'm, I was slightly biased towards because it was one of my um, friends and ex-colleagues. Um, and uh, the great Andrea Clapworthy was talking about um, somewhat going back to basics. She's always talking about ABM. She's passionate about it. She, she was um, highlighting with the challenge that we had last year, the fact that it did provide an opportunity to listen. Um, and, and actually engage customers and uncover from from them and with them, not just the aspects that they're interested in, but how they want to receive information, and even more so, the format that's going to work best for them. And I thought that was a very astute, um, quite a simple observation, but we sometimes get excited and absorbed in creating something that's very clever um, in the hope that it will engage, and sometimes it's 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 in it's it's intuition versus insight. And one of my mantras is insight versus intuition. Um, people have heard that before. So I thought that was a really good reminder of don't get don't get don't get too clever, don't get too absorbed in the next big X. Um, your customers are just an arm reach distance away. Listen, listen to them. Talk to talk and listen to them, and um, work harder to uncover what that value exchange might be because it might not be the same in 2021, 2022 that it was in you know 2020 and pre-COVID days. So you know, ch check as a fisherman, there's a phrase: check check your lines. Um, don't assume they're all correct and with the correct uh, you know bait and, and lures. Go, go back and, and check those lines, see if the value exchange you've, you're, you've thought about and are maybe cultivating is the right one, not based on your best guess. Take some insight from your customers. I, I, really, I really like that comment from Andrea. Yeah, very good advice. I, I think there's a whole host of people throughout the immediate future business that will wholeheartedly um, agree with your endorsement of um, Andrea. Andrea Clapworthy is um, at Fujitsu and she's one of the contributors uh, in the, the report that you can, can download. Graham, you probably won't know this, but we, we've been doing live interviews. I, should, I, looked, in, I looked at this. Uh, 2016 was the first time we did an interview together, and pretty much every year since then, we've been doing live interviews. Throughout that, <laughs> I've always ended the segment with the same question. People love a bit of foresight. So I've always asked you, looking ahead, what do we think is going to be the next big thing? Making it pertinent to today's discussion, obviously, context of, of the report, what are the areas that you think marketers will need to continue to innovate and develop around to maintain incremental success? Well, firstly, I'm, I can't believe it's that amount of time. And secondly, you're going to need to get some new questions and maybe some new jokes, Colin, if you're still hanging <laughs> on the same ones. Um, I think... 
I mean, that's actually quite a hard one to answer, like, you know, the big thing that's coming. I don't think there is a big thing coming. I think I'd, I would reiterate something I said earlier. I, I, I tend to want to believe and see happening that MarTech and better MarTech data and its ability to segment and best better understand from a personalization and newer forms of customer experience that do delight and surprise feel like they're all heading in the right, sorry, heading in the same direction, same, same trajectory, same line of sight. I, I believe, and I want to believe, that that little cocktail of those three things in particular will, um, will basically um, speed up the sales and marketing closeness in terms of relationship. I think they, they breed insight versus intuition. They breed customer-centric marketing, data-driven behaviors, listening versus guessing. Um, and they also, as a creative marketer, I'm excited to, to, to say, I think they also pave the way for ever more creative style and, and execution. Um, sales and marketing always want to come, come together. They don't always quite know how to do it in a way that is, is natural and organic. And I think MarTech data and CX um, are, are pulling us towards that in a very healthy way. That's what I'd say. It's fascinating. It? I guess if you, you've got all those, that information and it's working in unison, that's going to reform everything that you do for the better. What you create, how you create it, where you publish it, to your point, how you're distributing with your, your customers. It's going to deliver um, far more potency uh, across that whole landscape. And I suppose give you more ammunition to create these dossiers of touch points for your sales teams to then pick up and go and turn the, the MQLs into those all-important SQLs that we all chase. Yeah, agreed. It's, uh, as, to, 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 to sound like a broken record, as somebody cleverer than me once said, it's an exciting time to be in marketing. Well, I think that's possibly the best point to, to end on. And I'm sure you've um, made a few people smile this morning with your comments, guys. If anyone has um, questions for Graham and what he's been doing, both at his time of old with Fujitsu and, and more recently with Nutanix, um, he won't thank me for saying this, but Graham really is one of the more creative marketers out there. And he, he pushes the boundaries with what's possible within technology marketing. So if you've got questions, we'll connect you up and get them addressed for you. Equally, uh, to call out the report one last time, go to the Immediate Future website and the resources tab, you can download it. And I believe, um, in fact, if you on LinkedIn, um, Belle Lawrence, there you go. She put this up on LinkedIn. Uh, there's a, a simple to click on uh, tab for you. Thank you very much for watching. There's another series social uh, next week. Um, but until then, um, thank you very much for watching. And Graham, thank you very much for your time this morning. Pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. If you're after more know-how to break the social boring, subscribe now and check out the show notes for links to our website and social profiles.